353rd. I'm Anders Brownworth. And I'm Scott Barstow. Scott, we have a we have a, an interesting show today because we're gonna get a little bit meta. We're gonna do a show about this show specifically to try to answer the question, how do we make some money with this? Yeah. Or should or should we? Should we yeah, make that's some right. money with this? That's right. So should we and then how we? How should how we? How should we? If if so, right. So here's the here is the deal. Well, here's what I wanted to do. Let's talk through exactly what podcasting is because this has been around for a good more than 10 years it it started out as kind of like with a bang and then it's been the sleepy thing that either you know refuses to die or maybe better yet is just reaching the mainstream now i say that because back in the day the top hundred podcasts or whatever were pretty much all your own, you know, little, little shows that were about, uh, you know, somebody had a passion about something and, and they were doing, they're not professionally done. That's right. Well, you, uh, your brother had one of the, one of the most successful and his was about the Byzantine empire of all things. Exactly. So yeah. the most Byzantine of podcasts, what's interesting about that, but now, you know, now you've got, pretty much all the all the shows that you would find on NPR are pretty much all the shows in the top slots. I mean basically uh, uh sort of serial you know which is which is a serial is a podcast that that kind of took off like wildfire. Uh it's a it's just like this American life. It's just stories and they've got you know, kind of crazy music and they, they delve into a topic very deeply. Uh, but, but they're all, the point is they're all kind of professionally produced slash professionally supported. Yeah. Well, and you've got shows like, uh, the Tim Ferriss show, which is the number one podcast in the world. That's got something like three and a half million subscribers. Yeah. So you've got, you've got legitimate audience sizes and you've also got, uh, you've got, People like uh, everyone at Andreessen Horowitz are doing a, you know, the Andreessen Horowitz podcast is a fantastic podcast and yeah. they've got, they, they bring you know, different partners on to talk about different areas of expertise. And so you've got all of these luminaries in name your industry are almost, almost all of them now are doing, are they're either frequent guests on podcasts or they're doing their own. Yeah, right. So all of these all of these things seem to have a different reason for being so, now some of them of course do have advertising and they seem to be advertising supported and that is that is a way to make money others of them like the A16Z the Andreessen Horowitz one where it's kind of, they're not the point of this is not to get on to uh you know shill some sort of a product so that you can they can, they can make money. It's really a, a sort of a, an outreach project. It's paid for by Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, it's similar to I think what we are doing here. We, I don't I don't think maybe we've had a sponsor or two, but I don't think we've really ever. I mean, this is not we're not doing the show to to get rich or, or die trying. Right. The point of the show. 
for us, aside from it's fun to do this and it's fun to kind of think through uh, topics and, and talk through them is that it supports other things. I know, you know, your it supports your writing, for example. We people say, Oh, Scott Barstow, I wonder who is he? And then let me go, you know, let me go look Scott up and see. So it's another channel, right? That's you, right. You it, you you become known because of it. Yeah. Um this podcast is is listed as, you know, one of the podcasts to listen to in, in the in several business lists. So you you come and find it and then you find out what what you're doing. And so in a sense, it's an indirect advertisement or it's a or it's another channel where you can kind of people can get really get to know you. You know, can yeah. hear your voice. They there there is a somewhat one sided, but a relationship there that grows because you know, you can kind of relate to some things that, you know, stories that you've said or, or, or things that you've done. And, and, you know, there's, there's much more of a connection there. And then that, you know, maybe down the road, somebody comes and, and does business with you because they originally found out about you through this podcast a long, from a long time ago. So it's not a necessity that a podcast make money directly. Yeah. Well, and if you look back to, I was thinking, uh, as we were uh, thinking about the run-up to this episode, I was thinking back to we've been doing this for what three and a half years now, or something like that. I think yeah, probably been a more, long time. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, more, maybe more. And yeah, you know, when up. we started, it was uh, we had no idea where this was going. What we wanted to do was come on and talk about things that were interesting to us, and it was and the, all of the topics revolved around. Uh, as we started the tagline for the show, the impact of the internet on business. And I think the the nice thing, of, at least in the early going and even still today, about not having advertisers or worrying about making money on it is that we can talk about whatever we want. That's and right. We don't, we don't have to worry about whether, well, hey, will our sponsor think this is an okay topic or, you know, any, we don't have those conversations because we decide what we want to talk about and we talk about it. Right. For our first show, incidentally, was June 1st, 2011, where, get this, we were talking about drones. Yeah. Um, Hard to believe. We've only Sorry, no, that's about episode six. I'm, I, I can hit this button once more. Uh, so 2000, April 19th of 2011, location. Um, so it's been some time. Yeah. And it's what's been interesting, and I think somewhere along the way we talked about the evolution of radio and we felt like you know, I remember doing that show and we talked about the fact that podcasting uh, really signaled the change in rate, uh, the change that was coming in radio where we were going away from kind of broadcast radio as something that mattered. And, you know, here we are five years in. It's hard to believe we've been doing this almost <laughs> five years. over five years, over five years, over right. five years. And, 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 and we still, uh, we are still plumbing the depths of subjects that, you know, like drones and Bitcoin came on the scene early in our podcast. Yeah. So anyway, we've had all these interesting things that have uh, been co common and consistent threads throughout, but in no time. So in no time have we ever, uh, I think we've looked into sponsorship like two or three times and you and I have both said, well, the product kind of has to be something that we would use and that we would uh, we would feel good about if somebody goes out and buys it because we're talking about it, that that has to be 
we got to feel good about the fact that they did that. So here is the type of a thing, right, that would fit. Uh, it, it tends to be niche products that you can track. Because there, there's a tracking problem with podcasting. There's not a single standard way. Actually, let's talk about that. What what in the world actually is a podcast? It is not is actually a very, very simple thing. Uh, to begin with, it's an RSS file, which is essentially just a text file that points to different uh, files out there like MP3 files, literally the kinds of files that you uh, used to download music illegally <laughs> through. Right. Uh, so all, all, all that happens is we add a, a new entry to this RSS file pointing to a new episode MP3 file. And if as soon as we do that, the next time your podcast app, you know, maybe you're listening with Overcast, maybe you're listening with iTunes or, or something, or, you know, most people are listening to the podcast app on, on a phone or something. They're, they're sort of mobile. This lends itself to, it's kind of like radio in a sense uh, for mobiles. And uh, your device reads, it goes and checks that file and it sees that there's a new entry and it goes and it downloads that MP3 file and then it, it plays it or not. We don't know. We just know that you downloaded it. Maybe you downloaded it and never listened to it. Maybe you downloaded it, listened to it 50 times, you know, say, say this is the greatest thing in the world. As far as we're concerned, we only, we only knew that you downloaded it. Yep. Um, it's not like... Other there, like like for example, Netflix has the fact you don't actually download the entire movie to your computer and then watch it. You stream the movie, so Netflix knows when you start, when you stop, how far you went, when you hit pause, when you hit play again. They they know all that information. There is a standard way that they can uh, pay pub pay the content creators because they have very very accurate information about who played what and when and how many times and that stuff does not exist for podcasting so you can't there there's a problem with podcasting right now because you can't do that i mean That's it's right. not it's not you could technically do it it's quite easy to stream an mp3 file but there is not a standardized way to do it so you can't you know it's not like nielsen can walk in and say okay the 353rd podcast is you know listened by, to by this many thousand people per episode or whatever you can't do that uh you can take a guess. we can take a guess but advertisers would have to take our word for it that this is accurate uh maybe we could do some kind of independent uh, authentication about that, but the the answer still would be, well, this the file was downloaded this many times or by this many unique IP addresses, and that's it. We don't know if you listened, we don't know if you stopped halfway through, we don't know if you skipped the ad, whatever. There's a there's a problem there. Yeah. Well, and to that point, I think the I, I I'm a pretty religious listener to the Tim Ferriss show. Yeah. And I could the tell. first the first five minutes of that show is all ads. Yeah. And the very first thing I do when the show starts is skip over every single one of them. Yeah. And yeah. and so if you're it's kind of like the difference between uh say a Hulu, if you go to the if you go back to your Netflix yeah. uh thing. So Netflix has no ads and you pay, you know, $9 a month and it's all you can eat. Whereas 
uh, with Hulu, you can watch uh, you know shows that were on broadcast TV yesterday, but you have to sit through. It's not the same amount of ads, but you have to sit through the ads in order to watch the show. And you cannot fast forward them. And you cannot fast forward. So the difference is that Hulu knows uh, that you have to sit and watch the ad. So for the, and it's also streaming, so they can tell. Look, we had you know 25 million users watch The Bachelorette, and you know 15 million of them didn't make it past the 25th minute or whatever. It doesn't really. There's no, and the same would be true of something like Spotify. Spotify knows whether you played the whole song or didn't play the whole song, and they credit the artist for every play. And so there's very granular tracking with all of these streaming services. And podcasting, to your point, has yet to catch up with the times, so to speak. And I wonder, uh, I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Hmm. I that's that's a. That's a, I think what we're trying, we're struggling to figure out here in the case of this show where we have no ads, there's not a reason I hope to skip. Uh, we, I mean, we, we used to, when we started the show back in the day, we used to say, you know, welcome to three fifty third. We're, we're talking about the impact of the internet on business. We had like a whole spiel. We've cut that down and down and down because we listen to the show you know, we, we edit the show and, and post it and you just want to get to the content as fast as possible. Um, you don't want to break it up. You don't want to, um, you know, kind of, uh, have, have to do the Tim Ferriss, skip the five first five minutes kind of thing. Although that's nice because you know, it's five minutes and then there's, are there no, no ads after that? Are there? No, only yeah. uh, it comes back in at the end of the show and talks about you know stuff he's promoting or whatever. But the meat of the show, there's Is no ads one. sprinkled. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 great. So then there are uh, services like Stitcher, right? So Stitcher does this thing where they read that uh, that RSS file, they download the MP3 file, they re-encode it to a you know a much like a smaller file size because they are going to serve that file size and they stream it to you. So they do have kind of, you know, who listened to for how long and when, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they manually insert ads into some of the shows. That's right. Um, and you may be listening to us through Stitcher. I don't know. Yeah. And the, and the purists would say that Stitcher is actually a problem. Yeah. Not, uh, you know, not, they're not a part of the right solution. Yeah. Uh, but they are, in fact, uh, sort of taking over the work that you've done and putting their own, you know, putting their own ads in the middle of it. And the podcast purists and those who have been doing it for a long time. And we, we put the show on, on Stitcher because we want, obviously, we want as many people to find it as possible. But I think if we had our druthers, uh, we would rather. We might take Stitcher somebody down. Somebody like Stitcher. Yeah. 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 We, I think we would rather that somebody. Uh, that we have full control of the experience of our show, yeah. and on a platform like Stitcher, you just don't. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe we take Stitcher down. So that's the thing. So let's talk about what kind of advertisement actually works in this format. Uh, a good example, I think, would be companies that have a, a relatively niche product. They they are they own the customer for 
you know, the, the, there's a high value to a customer. Like you get a customer and maybe it's a service that you repeated. Let's say, uh, for example, Harry's, which is a, a company that sells razors for shaving. And they'll send you, 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 you know, you, you go to Harry's, you get your razor kit and then they you know you get a subscription and every so often how whatever the frequency is they send you a razor kit so it's a subscription service this is a uh a relatively niche company it's small it's not like a you know the giant gillette razor manufacturer type company it's it's what and they're they totally own the customer they're they're trying to do a uh, like a monthly service or something like that. That's a that's a good fit. Another might be you know one time big purchases like mattresses, like Casper, and there's there's a, a number of these companies that are are doing that. They're taking uh, they're trying to get a customer and sell you know a relatively high ticket item. Uh, a mattress for 500 to like 900 bucks or something like that. So in these areas that that works quite well in the model where you say go to, you know, casper.com slash, you know, 353rd or whatever, whatever the show is. Yep. So that when you and get you get, you know, you get some money off. So for for that, so that if they place an ad with a podcast, they can count how many mattresses they sell. In other words, they can understand the the uh, R in the ROI equation. Yep. There's an ad, there's direct attribution for that for that sale. Right. So that works. What wouldn't work is a company like Coca Cola. Because what am I going to do? Go to you know? Oh, I heard about Coke. Let me you know maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'm I'm thirsty. Maybe I want to drink. So I'll go to Coke.com/slash/353rd. No. Like the only thing that would work there would be some kind of a brand awareness. You know, they're trying to push the brand awareness up that level up, which is super, super, super hard to measure, although extremely important. And the only time you get to that is when you have a general audience like a, a TV show or something that, that is general and has a very wide audience and these podcasts ours included tend to be we we tailor toward a very specific you know smart listener who's interested in in uh topics about business and and uh topics about how technology in particular is impacting that and wants to hear um, you know you've created a relationship over time and wants to hear kind of well where what are they thinking about this or where are they going with this i'm interested in this specific thing it's not a broad kind of you know blunderbuss shot in the dark kind of a you know spread out podcast uh with lots and lots of different uh, people, it's it's a very it's sort of more narrow and targeted. So our podcast would tend to, if we had advertisers, attract ones that pay, uh, you know, that that cater toward a very narrow interest and have a big, you know, like a high customer value. That's right. So yeah, and, I, and I think the if you look at there are some shows coming on the scene. Like I'm thinking in particular about. Uh, Mike Rowe, the uh, the Dirty Jobs guy, yeah, is yeah. doing this show. You know, that's how I heard it, or 
I forget the exact name, but it's something like that. Uh, that's the way I heard it, I think is the name of the show. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, uh, for those of you who are around, uh, you know, in the eighties and nineties, and there's a, it's a essentially a Paul Harvey type show where he gets on his show is a seven, you know, five to 10 minute story about somebody. And at the end he reveals who that somebody is. And it's yeah. a, it's a really cool show. It's very short. He's got a great voice. He, he's been in radio and television forever. And uh, so he's got this great, great voice and he does a great job of telling stories. But that's much more of a general audience kind of show. And if you look at the, the sponsorship or if you listen to the sponsorship on that show, uh, first of all, he's, you know, he's already been very successful on TV. So he's very naturally going to have sponsors who are bigger. Um, and so but even if he even if he hadn't been on, his audience is going to be people who are interested in any kind of story and because the stories are all over the place. And it's not a, it's not a highly focused and it's also very consumable. It's, you know, it's a very short show. Yeah. So you can, so I think there's, you were know, starting to see some of those kinds of shows come on to come on the scene where it's very big names doing shows that are for a wider audience and the sponsors who are showing up for those shows are sponsors like Ford Motor Company or, you know, Coke where awareness is enough. Yeah. And because, uh, well, if Mike Rose talking about Ford, then maybe, maybe I'll go buy a Ford and Ford's been playing that game forever because they've been on TV forever and they know that really it's a long game. Yeah. Uh, buying a car is a long game. And I remember reading an article about, uh, about Mercedes and how they how they think about advertising and Mercedes starts selling you a Mercedes when you're seven years old mm -hmm. and yeah. they know that it's a twenty to twenty five year proposition but they get they want you hooked when you're you know that seven year seven to ten year old boy or girl and you're like oh my gosh that's an amazing car someday I want to drive a Mercedes and they and they're okay playing the long game. And I think that's uh, – so that's one form of advertising that we've seen forever. And I don't think we've really figured out the right models for this medium where it's long form for the most part. I mean our shows are close to an hour every time. Mm -hmm. The Tim Ferriss show is two and a half, can be three hours. And so what's the – I mean there's nothing – there's never been anything like that with the exception of maybe talk radio. But talk radio goes all over the place in two and a half, three hours. It's not – it's not one topic. So uh, we're really in uncharted territory for advertising in terms of how do you fit the, the product to the, to the show and then how do you uh, get attribution for it? And going back to your – I'll finish with this before we move on. But going back to your uh, Harry's example where you know somebody might go to harrys.com slash 353rd there's even problems with that because I might uh, hear about the show. I might hear about Harry's on this show, but I don't remember the URL. I just remember, oh, it's Harry's. Right. And, and I go to Harry's and I'm like, oh, what was that URL for the show? Oh, well, it was only 20%. I'm going to try the product 20% off, so I'm going to try the product anyway. So you still don't have – you're still losing attribution. And this is the problem with the web in general today is because I can bounce across devices – and what used to be true of web advertising where you would click a link, 
and you know they would cookie your machine, and then if you came back three days later yeah. and bought it, they would know who you are. Yep, uh, and how you got there. That's right. And the problem now is that I might look at that link today on my desktop, tomorrow on my phone, uh, you know, Thursday on my iPad, and it's there's no attribution for that purchase at all. So it's yeah. a huge problem in web advertising now, and I feel like podcasting has some of those same characteristics. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I'm sitting here staring at the list of top podcasts. And of the ones that I've listened to, pretty much every single one on this list is uh, is is ad supported. There's their ads, except for the NPR ish ones, This American Life, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, uh, NPR Politics podcast. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of them like that. Um, but of the ones I've listened to, and this is funny because um, the the surprise slot number 17 right now is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And of course, history would be the podcast. We used to be on this list. We used to be, I think, number 21 or something with the, with the Byzantine Ruler podcast. Uh, that was a long time ago. But it's interesting to see that, that he's up there, but I know he, he has ads. Yeah. Um, and his show is, you know, that show's very long. good. Yeah. It's very long too. Oh yeah, gosh. that's true. Let me see what the, uh, episode length is four hours and 16 minutes, three hours and 55 minutes. Yeah. That's a, that's a long show. Um, so in any case, I, and, and interestingly, like those episodes don't come out very frequently. It looks like there's been two a year or three a year for the last few years. Um, so looking at this landscape and understanding, so there's a, you know, there's an ROI, right? There's a, you get some kind of return and that's what you're talking about. How do I, um, know that the advertising dollars I'm spending in podcasting is I'm getting an ample return, a, a satisfactory return. That's the, um, R, uh, on my, I, my investment, uh, the other investment that has to go on is you and I in making the show have to place ads. We have to do an ad read. We've got to make it sound like, you know, we're, we're, we're interested or we have to talk about the sponsor in some way. We have to tell you what the, what the deal is or, or something like that. We've got it there. We, we have to make an investment to do this. And it is, really nice these past five years not having to go out and you know deal with sponsors get get advertisers and that kind of thing and i i really enjoy that it's also i think a better listening experience not to have it but if it if this is not feeding into some other channel where we can uh enjoy a return then Aside from a labor of love, it's it's really not going to last. Ours has, uh, but but your your average podcast is on for like two years, and then it kind of disappears and stops being updated. There's never the closing show where they say, "Okay, this is the last show. Thanks for listening." It's yeah, it just goes rarely. into the ether. It just stops. Like they st people stop downloading the show, and then you know 
that's it. I mean, start, start up, stop uploading new shows, and then that's the end of it, and it kind of just sinks off into obscurity, which is, a, I guess, what happens with your, your typical blog and whatnot. I guess the analog here to look at would be blogs, right? Because that's, that's not audio, it's text. It's similar in nature in the sense that it's a very targeted uh, sort of a thing. It's looking, it's, it's catering toward a, a uh, very tight audience, someone, an audience that's very uh, interested in a spe- specific, probably somewhat uh, unusual or, or, or off the beaten path topic and super focused. And then you see ads on that pod, on that uh, blog, and they generally are served by some big, like Google ads or, or something like that, some large entity that deals with all the sponsors that um, kind of algorithmically figures out what the audience of this blog would really benefit. I mean, they do this through keywords. They're selling keywords to advertisers, and advertisers are are buying them and their ads or they probably don't even know about that one blog, that very, very obscure blog that happens to attract the kind of customer that they're looking for. Cause at the yeah. end of the day, you know, that car company, Mercedes putting an ad together and playing it ad nauseum across all the television broadcast channels is they are not interested in the kind of person that, um, uh, you know, is, is never going to buy an, uh, a Mercedes because all that's doing is wasting their time, but it's still valuable because uh, some other guy sitting on the couch right next to that person or something might be. And so it's, it's this blunderbuss approach and you're just, you know, like Hulu, you've got to sit through it. And they they're casting a very wide net and wasting. I mean, I one of the reasons I don't watch TV is because well, the reason I don't watch TV is because of the blatant uh, disregard for my time. And, you know, they're hawking, uh, you know, like an Arby's, you know, burger or whatever they sell i'm never gonna go there i'm never gonna they said they play the same ad over and over and it's just wasting my time creating a negative opinion um this this kind of a thing which worked when your the the fact that you were able to get on tv what meant that you passed a very very high bar because there's not a lot of channels and we are can we are confined by time and that the assumption was that was kind of going to be the way it was going to be. And then you had cable and it had a bunch more channels. But really still at the end of the day, it's not a lot of channels in the grand scheme of things. Everybody competing for the 8 p.m. time slot. Suddenly, every person on the planet has a distribution medium. Anybody can put a blog together pretty much. Anybody could put some content on the Internet and can be found uh, critically right can be yep. found that's right so as soon as that happens time is no longer a constraint number of channels are no longer a constraint and these advertising methods that were really tailored toward broad distribution not really caring about who's watching what or whatever 
were kind of shoehorned over into the blog space and in a sense over to the podcasting space as well. And they don't really, they don't really fit. Um, you're, you've still got this problem where a company is looking for a very specific type of a customer and you can't really, I mean, what, what would we do? We would probably ask all of the people listening to this show to go to some URL that we post and here's a survey and tell us about yourselves. What is your net income? What kinds of things are you interested in? Right. We'd just kind of find out about the audience. This is what we would have to do. Uh, in order to sell the show, uh, the the alternative approach would be to just fire away with a whole bunch of ads that may or may not have anything to do with what you care about and cause you to start. Well, I got to pull my phone out of my pocket and hit the skip button until I'm past this ad because there's I like I'm never going to shave or something. That's right. Right. I'm a woman. I'm never going to shave. It's just not this is not a product I would ever use. You know, you're going to have to skip that. So how would you know? Um, that's that's a huge problem. How would you how would you know who the audience is and how do you accurately measure? These are these are huge problems in the podcasting space. There is a try it and we'll find out going on and there is a well here's what worked in the old world and here's what works on blogs or or whatever and let's try to shoehorn that in that's another thing yeah so i think the difference here's the big difference between uh blog advertising and even uh we could talk about youtube in this context as well but if you look at blogs and youtube advertising the thing that they have that podcasting does not have is they have your eyeballs. And so you can do, uh, you know, you can have display ads and I can have, you know, Google serving my ads or I can have some other ad service like a newspaper might use, for instance, that can do highly targeted uh, because they, they've cookied the user's browser. They know who you are. So they can do an ad or they can retarget something you looked at on Amazon. So even in a blog, I can do highly targeted advertising because I have the user has to look at it to read it. And the same is true. I think the reason that YouTube advertising has been so successful is that it has some of the same characteristics as uh, as TV in that while I'm watching, you know, Casey Neistat's video, you know, YouTube can show me ads uh, you know, across the bottom part of the of the picture, and I pretty much have to watch them. I can click off. You know, they give me after five seconds, I can turn them off, but yeah. I have to watch those first five seconds in order to get to get to his video. And uh, and then obviously Casey Neistat can do in show advertising, and he does, and he should. I mean, he's got a tremendous following and all of that. But I think the the fundamental difference with audio and podcasting in particular is that. You don't have the user's eyeball to do it passively. There's no passive advertising like there is with I, I would argue that blog is blog advertising is passive because it's kind of sitting over there to the side of the article. And the same would be true of YouTube advertising. It gets in the way a little bit, but it's still not like TV. Yeah. Where you gotta sit and watch those thirty seconds about the Arby sandwich and it annoys you. Uh there, it's still less intrusive. And I think what's consistent between TV and podcasting advertising, at least so far, is that it still has that nature of being highly intrusive. 
yeah. uh, into the content of the show. And it's interesting to think through, like, can you, because it's essentially a serial stream uh, that you can't, uh, there's no way to kind of play one thing in one ear and one thing in the other ear, like you can with video, you know, I can kind of, I can have that bad, that uh, banner ad at the bottom of the video, but I can still watch the video kind of sitting behind it. Um, so it's, it's slightly annoying, but I can put up with it. Whereas with audio, it's, it has to be in the mainstream of, of, you know, it would like, we would have to stop right now and say, Hey, you know, we both shave and we like Harry's. You should, you should use Harry's. We would have to interrupt the content of the show and do our, do our thing where we pretend to care about it. And maybe we actually, or maybe we do care. <laughs> maybe I, it, right? I, I, I get the idea that if we were to do advertising, it would have to be completely on our own terms. It would have to be things that we actually use because I'm not going to hawk something that I don't actually believe in. You would hear it. You would, you I would think hear so too. in my voice that I am not passionate about this thing. Right. Which which gives us uh, even an, another problem. Not only do we have the the advertising, uh, you know, metrics problem, and all these these other problems, we we have to. I mean, there is some of the eye for us, right? The return on investment, the investment part is also us. We have to we have to you know be able to portray a product in such a way. I mean, we could cut away to an advertisement made by a. Uh, an advertiser, but they're always, I mean, at least, uh, the model has been that they've focused, uh, on having the hosts do the ads because then it sounds more authentic. I mean, the, the, this harkens back to, uh, um, you know, Walter Cronkite, uh, he's got a P like he's doing the, the late night news and he's got a tube of toothpaste in front of him. And he says, this you know, 15 minutes of the show is brought to you by Colgate and there it is sitting there in front of him. I mean, yep. that's, that's pretty much what this is. And I, I mean, you know, I would imagine cause he's got a tube of toothpaste right there. Like that's pretty visceral, right? He's probably a user of that product and he has to believe it in order to advertise it. And at some point they stopped doing that. The model went on television to the advertisers paying some production company to come up with an ad a jingle whatever where where the the responsibility was essentially taken away from the host they didn't have to do that and they were standardized into little 30 second slots or whatever so that they could take the same ad and pepper it through many other different channels and uh, the the quality would be at a certain level a reliable level you would lose that authenticity of the host but you you had the the quality control there and you had a standardized ad block and and that's what happened in in television and uh it's it's been interesting to see that that at least yet has not happened in the podcasting space well so here's a here's a good example of what you're just talking about with uh, authenticity so during the uh, most recent NBA finals there were ads running for uh LeBron James driving a Kia. Yeah. So I look at that commercial and I'm like, come on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, LeBron, LeBron James, James makes doesn't. 20 million dollars yeah. a year. He doesn't tool around in a He's Kia. He's not driving a Kia. And and so and and it was obvious that the that everybody else thought that as well because Kia made an ad 
where they had LeBron James say, no, really, I do drive a Kia. And so they even had to sort of, uh, you know, cut provide, through on their yeah, own, cut through on their own. And there's just no way that LeBron, he might have a Kia sitting in his garage so that if somebody comes over to his house, you know, there's a Kia sitting there or he's got it sitting out front in his house. But I'm quite sure that when he's driving around in what he wants to drive around in, it's not a Kia. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, he's rolling so it's, in an Escalade. Come on. Yeah, he's doing whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. you know, he's flying in a plane. Who cares? Right. Yeah. It's it's. So I think the what, <laughs> what, what if we were if we were talking about, you so know, Mercedes, if you're listening. No, that's right. Mercedes. That's right. If you if you want to reach uh, our audience, we are happy to drive Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, and we'll do it. I'll, I'll be seen in a Mercedes anytime you want me to. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. I don't. I don't know. So this all came up uh, just to wind the clock back a little bit. We had we had we were very fortunate to be named in this uh, Inc. magazine article recently in the top twenty podcasts to listen to for uh, business. And and what it kicked off was this discussion between you and I about okay, you know, we've got this is probably the third or fourth time we've been named in an article. Uh, and you know what's funny about this is that. This show for us is just – it is and has been up to now at least. It's just something we like doing. It's a labor of love, yeah. And it fe- it scratches an itch and it gets us talking about stuff that we care about and uh, uh, and you know sharing things that you know, are interesting to us. But it really – we've never thought about it as a, as a money-making uh, kind of thing. And so we had – we've this was like the third or fourth time that the show had – been named in some uh, in some article, and so we had this conversation about okay, well, uh, do we should we capitalize on the fact that we've been named in this article? And yeah. and and it's funny because you know I think the first or second day after the article came out, you and I had a conversation where like we should absolutely do something, and then you know three days went by, four days went by, a week yeah. went by, and it was to your point of like the effort it takes to go find them and all of that, it was just like, eh, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, this is what we do and we like doing it. It's, it's more like the Andreessen Horowitz podcast in that regard, that it really is, uh, it's about creating awareness of what you're working on, what I'm working on, what we think is interesting and we're beholden to no one. Right. I, it, that is the answer as far as I'm concerned, because when we first think about it, you know, it'd be great to make, you know, a few thousand dollars an episode. That'd be great. However, that's really not why we do this. I don't want to have anything to do with having to read sponsors. I've done it before on other shows. It's it's not it's not me. Uh, and at the end of the day, like I don't want to be pressed to do this show at a certain time or, or with a certain cadence. I want to do this show when we have something to talk about and, and we need to like the whole point of this show is to dig in here and figure out, do we really want to do this? Uh, is, is this something that we really, uh, really want to do? And I, the answer, it seems to me is a resounding. No. Um, I, I would not, have as much fun doing the show if I had to read a sponsor, let alone going and finding them or getting with a network that that 
you know, kind of does that legwork and shares in the profit, it's just not worth it. I, you know, we've paid for the the hosting of the site for the last five years. We've we've bought new microphones. We've done all of this, and it's been a blast. Uh, especially because we we don't have to do this every week. We do this when we have something to talk about, uh, so we can remain passionate. Uh, yeah. So my vote is to to stick with that. I don't know if our listeners want to chime in as well, but uh, please do if you're uh, if you have a uh, an opinion one way or another. Well, and if you look at uh, just to close it out, if you look at there was a period at the end of last year where you got really busy at work. I was very busy at work, and we just didn't do a show. Yeah, for a for good like long five time. months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And it was fine. And then we uh, something popped up. I forget what it was. And we were like, hey, that's interesting enough that we should do a show about it. And so probably did we did we get some attrition in listeners when we stopped doing the show every we were doing it like every couple of weeks to yeah. once a month there for a long time. Yeah. And so did we lose some listeners? Maybe. Yeah. But it also, you know, we've I, it's it's great that we have people listening to the show. But I remember when we started uh, I, the crickets. I done, yeah, I had never done this before, and you had done the show with Lars before. Yeah. And I remember, like, we were two episodes in. And I was like, "How many? How many listeners do we have?" And you said, "We're not even going to look at that," and because it doesn't matter. And, <laughs> because and I that, knew the number was that's like right. zero. <laughs> that's right. And but it but I think what it instilled, and I still feel this way about this show, is it's great if people show up. But I have so much fun talking about this stuff and yeah. just. Uh, having these conversations that I'm okay if it's you and me doing it and nobody else listens to it. Crickets. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I think that's what, uh, to the extent that it's relevant, I think it's because that it's, this is who we are. And I think advertising is not your thing. It's not my thing. I'm, I'm much more interested in the indirect opportunities that might come about because somebody listens to this and says, Hey, you know, Anders and Scott, those are interesting guys. I wonder if they'd be interested in, you know, speaking at such and such an event or like that's the stuff that's interesting to me. Um, I don't I don't need, you know, for uh, it's fortunate, but I don't need this thing to make money for me. And I think it's there's there's a lesson, a wider lesson, at least for me, excuse me, is not everything that you do. And this is a this is a I think a goes to like building open source software or doing some work and just kind of putting it out there for the world to see. I think there's one thing that you'll, that people need to understand is that the universe rewards good work, whether it's immediately or, you know, it happens five years from now, there's something to just doing good work and putting it out there and not having to monetize every single minute of every single day. Right. I, I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly the case. Um, and it also puts some kind of a glass ceiling if you do. Uh, I don't think the show would be as effective as it has been for both you and I and, and getting on these lists and whatnot if, if, you know, if we were hawking wares uh, on the show. Because, because people listening understand that. They, they're not stupid. They, yep. You know, they have a they have a very clear understanding of what the motive is, even if you don't outright say it, I think. So yeah. this this has been, this is episode number 96. We've done 96 wow. of these episodes unpaid 
for the, the your listening pleasure. Um, and and I I don't there's not a reason to stop as as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we are bearing down on episode 100. Uh, I remember we do something. episode 50 was uh, we thought was that legendary. was yeah, yeah. It was a legendary show. I actually went back and listened uh, at one point. It, it's it is. It's good. It was yeah. good. We talked about yeah. Episode hundred is going to have to be. We're uh, going to we have to top like that. President Obama or something. I, I like think that. so. We'll we'll just yeah. bring him up. See if he can get on the show. That's right. Um, all right. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks again for listening, and we will be back unsponsored. <laughs>